Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman. My guest this hour is Bill Westrom, who is the president of the IFS Development Group. Welcome to the show, Bill. Hello, Jordan. Thanks for having me. Well, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, you have a, a system that helps people kind of take control of their financial lives in a way they probably haven't uh, seen before. Uh, and part of that is really taking control of their debt uh, in a way they probably haven't seen before as well. Why don't you kind of give me an overall view before we get into some of the details about the kind of situation people are in today uh, as far as not really controlling their financial lives as much as is possible. All right. Well, right now I'm on a on a national crusade to educate consumers on how their financial future is in their hands. It's not in the banks and the government. Uh, this debacle that we're in right now, a lot of people are looking for answers. The government's offering all sorts of stimulus packages, the, the, the credit for home purchases, etc. And that's all well and good for the short term, but I kind of liken it to raising kids. You know, the results of the decisions we make today we may not see the results manifest itself for years to come. We just hope we're making the right call today. But one thing we know for sure, all the decisions being made, all the everything that everybody's coming up with, there's no talk about how to prevent this from happening again in the future. And that's what we're all about, is letting people know that there's an answer to this problem, and it starts at the consumer level. We're the ones that feed the machine with our income. We're the ones that follow the rules based on banking and lending, and that is the, that's the failed business model that's causing us the problem. So the education process we go through is just to show people how to use the tools that we already use today to get more out of their hard-earned money and, in the end, eliminate debt and control debt at a much, much faster pace than we're doing today. What are the results of the way people are dealing with debt today? I mean, what what are the negative impacts on people's lives and personal finances and the economy, for that matter, for the way people are handling their money today? Well, you've you got to break it down into layers on on how we finance our lives when it comes to loans, credit cards, cars, and and personal expenses, just to keep the lights on, the, the family fed, and, and uh, keep the household running. And if you break down those components, if you look at mortgages, for example, when you sign the contract, you're locked into a payment for 360 months. There's no changing it. Credit cards, the payment demands on credit cards, uh, they're going to get their money. And they're going to dictate to you how much you're going to give back to them on a monthly basis. Cars, the same way. They're long, well, they're not long-term, but... You know, five, six, seven years of a $300 payment, and there's nothing you can do about it. So when you look at those three components, they're chewing up 50, 60, 75% of somebody's paycheck, and there's nothing they can do about it. When you look at household expenses, we've looked at thousands of economic profiles of people, Jordan, across this country, and the average monthly expenditures for food and those sort of things that we have to spend every month. It's about $2,300. So if you, if you combine everything together, there's nothing left at the end of the month. It's, it's the way we bank and borrow is the reason that most 
most people, as you've heard, they're a paycheck away from bankruptcy. And so that's where the problem lies. It's not how much you make and how much you spend. It's how it is all structured and who's got more control over those dollars than you do, and those are your creditors based on the rules they have set. We're going to get into the details of how that works, but if people implement the strategies that you're talking about, what kind of a difference can it make in their lives? Astronomical differences. Let me give you a quick example, and this is pretty common. If, if you look at the way people do things most you know, in the conventional sense, when you're, when you're borrowing money from a lender, they'll allow you, their, their, their loan payment has got to fit into what they call the debt-to-income ratio, and that's about 42%. But that's of your gross income. So if you take 42% of your income, your mortgage, taxes, insurance, any credit cards and cars, uh, for well, that'll equate to 42. All those combined cannot be more than 42% of your gross income. So if you look at somebody that's got a $7,500 a month gross income, the banks will allow $3,150 of that to be dedicated to mortgages and installment loans and such. But if you take that 3150 away from the net, which is approximately 5600 well, you're, you're chewing up a, a, a huge percent of the money you actually operate on. Combine that with monthly expenses, and there's, there's nothing left over. So with what we do, we can take that, that same amount of debt, Thirty-one fifty a month to service that same amount of debt, and we can bring that down to seven hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred dollars a month. So what's the difference? You're looking at a twenty-two hundred dollar difference to service the same amount of debt. That's like getting a that's like getting a twenty-two hundred dollar a month raise without having ever having to ask anybody for the money. It sounds like a miracle for most people. <laughs> so well, it, it does sound pretty crazy, you know. And, and a lot of people will marginalize what we do and, and what we'll talk about here today. But the, the truth is in the proof. It's all basic math. And if if you can break the debt down into a structure that has a much more flexible uh, terms of repayment, and the, the monthly payment demand isn't so so brutal then it's much easier to, uh, to manage debt as opposed to current method of servicing debt. Because that's all we really do. Once we've got the debt, we just send the payments in to service it and keep, keep the lenders happy. So we just service our, our debt. Under what we teach and preach, it's a management game. Now you manage your debt under terms that you can control more than anybody else. So uh, let's get into it a little bit. Uh, your website is uh, truthandequity.com, and uh, kind of tell people a little bit about the process involved uh, once they go there and kind of how they go through in order to do this management system you're talking about instead of the traditional, as you call it, the net paycheck <laughs> life. Yeah, sure. Um, and truthandequity.com is our, our um, consumer-driven consulting and education arm of our, of our uh, business. And what, it, what a customer will experience when they go to our website is there's a litany of information that, that, gets, that delves much deeper into what we do, why we do it, and how we do it. We've got a video library that's got many uh, videos we recommend people watching because they're so educational as far as the banking system itself. But they will find a litany of information to help them through the process. 
From there, we request them to complete a personal profile. And this profile, it's not a loan application, which a lot of people tend to think it is. All it is simply is a form where we can gather in your personal economic information, what you owe on cars, credit cards, and homes, what you spend on a monthly basis, the household living expenses, insurance, gas, food, electric, water, and what you bring home as far as your net income. And that personal profile, once it's submitted, is fed through our proprietary calculator to amortize the results of this strategy based on your personal information. From there, that information is fed into our back-end system, and one of our associates, one of our financial strategists, will gather that information, contact the prospect, and schedule an online meeting, a personal online meeting, to go through that information, to validate and calibrate the personal profile to make sure the numbers are at least 90 to 95% accurate. We like to say that uh, prescription without analysis is malpractice. So we need to make sure that the numbers we are looking at are true and accurate because we don't want to give a, a projection that somebody cannot fulfill. And through that online meeting, after the validation and calibra calibration process, the prospect will get to see the actual math. We're 100% transparent. So you'll be able to see how, based on your information, operating the strategy as we teach it, how it will flow from month to month to month, year to year to year, until the projected payoff date is, is reached. And more importantly than just seeing what we can do, what our program can do, we delve deep into the conventional mortgage. Based on their individual mortgage, we'll dig deep into what they're doing currently and the effects of, of, of that amortization schedule and their income, etc. So it's a side-by-side -side comparison, 100% transparency. So when, a, when an individual comes to that point of making a decision, there's no what-ifs. They have a very clear understanding of why they want to get into this compared to what they're doing today. And what would be a typical... Uh, bottom line payoff of the system you're using with truthandequity.com versus the conventional mortgage as far as uh, payoff time? Well, we've got hundreds of test cases that we monitor and we gather all the data on, on their performance and how well they're doing. And I can tell you that the average payoff is 6.8 years with all our test cases. C compared to 30 years? Compared to 30 years. And, and how much money would the typical person save in paying off their mortgage in 6.8 years versus 30 years? Total interest costs, it's, you know, obviously it varies from person to person because we deal with people that have a $75,000 mortgage to a $750,000 mortgage. But, you know, it's tens and tens of thousands of dollars, and they'll generally save uh, 50 to 75% of the interest that they would pay in a normal conventional mortgage. So when people hear that, they first of all don't believe it's possible, and they would say, well, why haven't I heard about this from my banker? This is so great. Uh, you know, why wouldn't my banker want to tell me about this? Oh, the poor banks. <laughs> I kind of feel sorry for those guys in a certain way because it, you, you think about the guys running the bank today. Well, they were taught by their dads and their grandfathers or their mentors who had been in the business 40 years prior to that. 
and they learned from somebody that was in it 100 years ago. If you think about it, Jordan, if you think back 100 years, there's virtually nothing we do today that we did the same 100 years ago. You don't see any, any Model T Fords coming off the, uh, the showroom floor, do you? Right. <laughs> so GM is probably pretty close to that right now. But, uh, but you look at our finances. We've been doing it the same way for 100 years. There's nothing different. So the banks are just doing their thing. You know, and I hate to vilify the banks because they're a vital component of our economy. We have to have them in the mix. But they just don't know what they don't know. They're so ingrained and so used to getting as much out of customers' deposits and giving as little back that it's just the culture that they, they, they're engulfed in and they don't know any different. So that's why you're not going to see it at the banking level. They don't understand it, and they don't understand the, the benefit to them as well as to the consumer. So it's not so much that they're scared of, oh, you know, this strategy will steal money out of my pocket. It's that they don't understand how to teach the consumer how to utilize it properly. And they could be making three to five times the money they make today by actually helping the consumer become stronger instead of trying to suck every dime and nickel and penny they can out of the consumer in fees, et cetera, et cetera, to earn their living. So, so this system actually could again, be good for banks. You so normally think we're not doing it. It's just that they're they're not they're just uh, rationally ignorant, if you will. Okay, very good. All right, we're going to go to a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Bill Westrom. Uh, he's the president of IFS Development Group, which helps people uh, kind of restructure their financial lives in very positive ways. Uh, the website the, that we've been referring to is called TruthInEquity.com, and we'll be back after this. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Bill Westrom, who is the president of the IFS Development Group, uh, which is a company that helps consumers uh, kind of restructure their finances in very uh, positive uh, ways. Welcome back to the show, Bill. Thank you, Jordan. 
so we were talking a little bit about why the banks uh, are not particularly aware of these these uh, systems. Uh, but you are saying that if they were to offer them more aggressively, they could actually end up making more money than they're making now by nickel and diming people and adding fees all over the place. That seems to be a contradiction because they're losing all this money, these thousands of dollars in interest you're not paying. How could they possibly uh, make that up? Well, because part of the, you know, part of the strategy that we teach, it, it's a self-banking mechanism. You know, you, when you've got... The, a line of credit, the, the primary financial tool that we teach people, we help them obtain, and, and, and what they're going to use, that revolving line of credit, it's a, it, you've got the freedom to walk in and out at your leisure. You've got control of that money that's going in and out of there. And as you build equity in your home, and this is a hard thing for people to realize, but the, under this strategy, the equity in your home becomes a bottomless pit of investable funds or it's the pool of funds to make major purchases i.e. cars boats college tuition what have you because that is your money it's your equity and with that revolving door you can get in and get access to it now why would you do that opposed to conventional practice well go buy a $25,000 car from a dealership and lock yourself into a $300-$350 payment for six seven years as opposed to go into your own banking system and pull that 25000 out and go buy the car on your own terms. Okay, so now you're cash, you cash out the car at the car dealership. Now, now what's that going to cost the consumer from an interest standpoint? Well, it's pretty easy. All we got to do is do the math. Whatever the note rate is, you multiply your purchase price by the note rate, divide by 12, and that's going to tell you what it's going to do to your monthly payment. So you're saying that using this system, you could pay the car off much faster with your own banking system, using your own home equity yes. line of credit compared to uh, the financing that the dealer is offering. R Precise. Roughly, what would be the comparison as to how much more quickly you could uh, uh, pay off a car like that? Yeah, because you know I use the example that you know somebody's spending thirty-two hundred dollars a month to maintain their installment and mortgage loans, but we can bring it down to nine hundred. Well, that leaves us twenty-two hundred dollars. So. In effect, if you think about going out and buying the car for $25,000 and we just generated $2,200 in positive cash flow that will now be applied directly to the 25000 you just borrowed, well, if you take 25000 and divide it by 2200 you pay that car off in just under a year. Compared to six to years, locked I'm into $300 for six or seven years. Yeah. I'd say that's a pretty powerful concept to take advantage of. And the beauty of it is, as well, Jordan, guess where all that 25000 is at the end of the year? It's back in your bucket. And if you want to go utilize that money again, by all means, go and do it. Because now you know, if you borrowed 25000 a day, I can pay it back in a year. Why wouldn't I want to be recycling my income through this thing and, and being able to live the life I want to live without worrying about, do I have enough money in my, at the end of the month to pay for it? So the key uh, element here is the some called HELOC, the home equity line of credit. Um, now, uh, some people would be concerned that home values have been falling these days. Uh, we still have a credit crunch out there, so it's difficult to get a HELOC. Uh, is that a misconception, or, or what are the problems with getting HELOCs these days? Well, I tell you, that's a huge misconception. Uh, let me, you, you kind of ask a couple questions there. Let me start with the, the last one first, as far as, the difficulty in obtaining a, a line of credit. 
institutions are giving lines of credit away like chicklets. They're just doing it. They're not. They're just. They're underwriting guidelines of change. So just everybody doesn't get one. So to to qualify, your credit score's got to be a little bit higher. Uh, you've definitely got to be able to document income and that sort of thing. So the process and who they're lending money to, yes, it's a little tighter. However, if you meet the grade, they'll give it to you right and left. Now to address the the fallen home values, that's a tough one right there. There's not a whole lot you, me, or anybody else can do about it. Until the housing market turns itself around and values start to climb, we're just we're just going to have to live with that. And unfortunately, there are tens of thousands of people that are that would love to implement this strategy, but because they're dropping home values, it's they, they can't do it, and we're just going to have to wait it out until they can. So if you're underwater, if your home is worth less than the amount you borrowed on it, you cannot do the strategy, is what you're saying? Nope. I hate to tell you. You, know, you can't get a loan anywhere if that's the case. It's just uh, it's the sign of the times, and it's an ugly situation, but it's just something we have to live with. Well, now back to the rate. Let me get to the number one question on the okay. rate misconception. Mm-hmm. People are so scared of rate because that's what we've been taught. You know, we've all been taught low rate, low payment means I'm not paying a lot for the money and I'm good. But under conventional terms, an amortization schedule, I don't know if you're aware of this, but an amortization schedule is an annuity formula. And that annuity formula is the lenders. We're all funding the lender's annuity. Now, the lender might not like that at a, you know, a low-rate mortgage because his annuity is only earning at a, a, a lower rate. When it comes to the consumer, we all want the low rate for that low payment, but you're still going to be funding somebody else's annuity because of the terms of repayment are so restrictive. With, and by that, you mean that the interest is front-end loaded for the first few years? Is that what you mean by an annuity well, formula? Well, it's front-end loaded, and it's spread throughout the life of the loan. You know, it'll take you 21 years to pay off half of the, the original loan amount, and you know, most of your money is going towards interest, and at the, last, the acceleration of the payoff of the loan is at the bottom half of the, the term. Well, we flip that around, and we put that nine years up on top, or less. So it's the terms of repayment that they're more, uh, the, that's the most important thing. Rate is, is far less an issue once you see it operating under this environment, and that's what prospects or visitors will experience on an online meeting with one of our associates, they will see, we can take that rate to 30% to see if, if it would uh, hinder uh, the, the recommendation to implement this program. Because we're not in the business of destroying a life that somebody spent a lifetime trying to build. And we understand that the, that rate environment can have a, a huge negative effect. And that's why we're, we're so precise and so... Um, we conduct our due diligence to make sure that the recommendation we make is is, is not going to hurt somebody down the road. So through the demonstration, you'll see the interest rate going up 6%, or I mean, it's not, excuse me, half a percent every six months or a point every year. We can play any scenario we want to to demonstrate that rate just, you shouldn't be so scared of rate. So basically what you're saying is with a traditional 30-year mortgage, the first 10 to 15 to as many as 20 years of that 30 years, the majority of your money is paying off interest at a very slow pace, and the amount of principal you're paying is very uh, small, and that's why it takes you so long to pay the thing off. And then the, the principal reduction is dramatic at the last 5 to 10 years, basically. Yep. And yep. you've reversed the process where you're starting to pay principal 
at the beginning at a much faster pace. In fact, it's accelerating, and that's how you can end up paying off typical mortgage in 6.8 years, which would traditionally be 30 years. Yep, that's right. But there's a key component that we don't want to discount here because a lot of people, and we hear it hundreds and thousands of times, well, I can just throw more money at my loan and make the same thing happen. Well, they're right. And, and we're not here to teach, uh, you know, a decades-old method of throwing more money at a loan. We all know that we can do that. Like a bi-weekly payment, for example. Well, right? you know, bi-weekly payments, that's one way. All that is is just an extra payment every year uh, that's going to be applied towards the principal. And you, know, you don't have to do it bi-weekly. You can do it that monthly if you want to. I mean, there's a zillions of ways to handle that on its own. But what what is the real effect of throwing that money, extra money at the loan, and also, where does that money come from? You know, people are tight enough as it is based on how we bank and borrow. So where is that extra, those extra funds going to come from, and is it sustainable? So that's a huge problem. And also, when you throw more money at the loan, it, it's only a dollar-for-dollar dollar difference. And when you've signed that contract for 360 payments, and we'll just throw a number out, $1,200 a month, you can throw $10,000 at that loan. The next month, you're still going to pay $1,200. You're locked into that payment. It's not helping your cash flow. It, there's no immediate benefit to you. So why throw the money into somebody else's treasure chest? You don't have the key, and they get more benefit out of it than you do. And you know, the, the control and authority and freedom aspect, again, you throw it into somebody else's treasure chest. You can't go knock on the window and just have, ask them for the money. You're going to go through the whole process. So with the line of credit strategy, you can throw as much money at it as you want to. And your monthly payment will drop, or your monthly obligation, because we really try to get people away from the monthly payment mentality, because that's what we're in right now. But your interest obligation will drop immediately. You'll see it every month on your statement. Last month I owed 500 This month I owe 475 The next month I owe 425 You'll see it every month. And the difference in the payment will be applied towards principal and help accelerate the process. But the beauty of it is, as well, all those extra funds that you throw there, they're yours for the taking when and if you need it. Because while we always have incidental things that pop up, whether it's a transmission, a furnace, we always have that need for cash that will generally jump into a credit card and to, to fix the problem. But with the line of credit, You've got 100% liquidity and control and authority over every dime that you put in. So that's really one of the key differences between this strategy and the traditional strategy is liquidity. And with a traditional strategy, you can put money in, but you can't take it out, in effect. Yeah. But with this, you can put take money in, as, put money in as much as you can, but you can get it out if you need it for various expenses. And that liquidity difference uh, makes a huge long-term difference in, in your financial stability. Oh, sure. And it's a matter of control, control and freedom. I mean, you think about, you know, most people think they deposit their money in a checking account, and they've got 100% control and authority over that money. But what happens when you go to the ATM after they've closed, and you need to pull out $1,000 for whatever reason? Well, the ATM's only going to give you 200 And I understand that they do that partially for safety reasons, but the point remains the same. You still don't have a control and authority over your, your deposits because they're only going to give you what they want to give you for the day as opposed to having a line of credit available to you. You go get what you want. 
And it could be small or large. As you can write checks on your line of credit that could be $10 or $1,000. There's no upper or lower limit on the size of checks, typically, from a home equity line of credit. Is that right? Precisely. And lines of credit, they come with AKM cards now. So you're, you're, you're still moving free and easy through your life. Uh, you just got access to everything that, uh, that you've got deposited. Because we're looking at your line of credit as becoming a, your new depository account. And that's a big thing that what we teach. It, it's as far as using the tools that are already available to us, credit cards, checking accounts, lines of credit. We just use a, we teach people to put it in the right sequence. That line of credit has got an outstanding balance at it. You want your income working against a debt. So you use that as a depository and drop that balance. Reduce their ability to charge you interest. We've got to pay our bills. So we use credit cards to, to pay our bills. Let's use somebody else's money. Let's not use it as a consumption tool. Let's use it as a financing tool. And then the last component is a checking account. Let's use it, as it for its intended purpose. Writing checks. That's what the checking account is for. It's not a depository to hold your money because there's no return. That's the craziest thing we've been taught. That we can we we give the banking institutions, Jordan, trillions of dollars a year. You think about every dime every working American makes, and it's trillions and trillions of dollars. And we continually put it in checking accounts that provide us nothing. We get no return. You know, maybe it's a quarter percent, half point percent. Well, we all know that's virtually nothing. Now look at what the banking institutions are making off our deposits. You know, after you know, they're netting three, four, five, six percent on our money, our trillions of dollars, and we get nothing in return, it's got to stop. We're never going to get any place as a consumer base if we continue following this, this flawed model. Very good. We're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Bill Westrom, uh, president of the IFS Development Group. Uh, the website he was talking about uh, to find out more about this is truthinequity.com. We'll be back after this. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Our past lives hold the key to our present and future lives. The process of uncovering past life memories help us understand ourselves, heal grief, create more meaningful relationships, and evolve and grow spiritually. Let Your Past Will Open Your Future with host Michelle Brock help you discover that key. Included in the discussion will be reincarnation, hypnosis, dreams, meditation, and symbolism. 
Tune in to Your Past Will Open Your Future, live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Bill Westrom, who's the president of the IFS Development Group. Welcome back to the show, Bill. Thank you, Jordan. One of the things we were just mentioning, which I think people really don't maybe understand, is they're putting a lot of money into checking accounts, earning nothing, that the banks then turn around and lend out and make money. So they're making money on your money, and you're getting almost nothing on it. How is that different from uh, in, in the effect on your personal finances compared to keeping your paycheck and your normal assets in the home equity line of credit where you're reducing your balance every day? Well, that's an excellent question. And you got to look at the debt, okay? I, I, I'm the analogy king. I use them all the time. But if you look at your debt, and you know, you're looking at your mortgage, look at, the, look at it as a mugger. And that mugger's just trying to pull money out of your pocket. He's trying to steal interests, his, you know, the interest costs. That's what he's trying to steal out of your pocket. And the only way to battle against that guy is to knock him down and put your foot on his throat. And the more pressure you put on him, the less chance he's got to get up and take money out of your pocket. In this scenario, you've got to look at your income as your foot. And the more the income you can put against the mugger, i.e. the loan, the less chance they're going to take money that you're going to... You're going to pay less in interest because they can't get up and take it out of your pocket. So once that deposit is made into the line, against the balance, reduces the average daily balance, and reduces their ability to charge you interest. And you keep it there for as long as possible and keep as much pressure on it as possible. And every month you will see on your statement how you paid less interest this month than you did the previous month. So are you saying that uh, you can actually have your you. your paycheck direct deposited in, into the HELOC? I'm sorry, excuse me, say it again? Can you have your, your payment, your, your uh, paycheck, automatically deposited into your HELOC? Unfortunately, no, not today. There were a couple of lenders uh, that were available to us all a couple of years ago, but uh, once the credit crunch hit and they couldn't sell their loans on Wall Street anymore, they had to cease operations and they offered a, a hybrid line of credit where it did act like an account. Now, the banking institutions themselves, they look at a line of credit as a loan. There's payments and there are advances, and they don't look at it as a, an account-type mechanism. One reason they don't is because they want your money going into that checking account because that's a free source of funds for them. So they can get at your money without asking, and they can go lend it to somebody else. So it needs to be done now, is it is it's a manual operation where when the income your income is direct deposited into your regular checking account you need to get in there and sweep it if you will into the line of credit and since i brought the the word sweeps up i want to make a quick point for those listeners who don't know or are not familiar with sweep accounts sweep accounts are a special account and service that banks provide commercial customers commercial customers meaning business owners 
since business owners have generally a, a large amount of cash flowing in and out of their accounts, their, their, their uh, operation account, banks will offer those customers to sweep a majority of their funds in their checking account over against the balance of an outstanding loan or into an interest-bearing account. And this automatically happens on a nightly basis to where the bank will take those funds and sweep it into either against the loan or an interest-bearing account. So overnight, that commercial customer is either saving interest because that sweep reduced his balance, or he's earning interest because those funds went in an interest-bearing account. The next morning, the system will automatically sweep those funds back to the operations account so the business can run their business. But this happens on a nightly basis. What we're doing and what we're teaching is simply a residential sweep account. But it's not automatic. It's a manual uh, function by the consumer. And, but they get the same effect as far as a reduction of interest. It's just more powerful because they're leaving it in there for a much longer period of time than you know, eight hours over the evening. So the idea is that you get your paycheck electronically deposited into your checking account. You can then electronically transfer most or all that money from that into your HELOC. So it's even the, the same day you could have it in there. Is that right? You betcha. The beauty of technology, you can do it all electronically. You just jump online. It's a five-minute process. And like you said, you can transfer what you need over into the line. You know, we always profess get as much over there as possible. Back to the, the heavy foot scenario on the mugger's throat. Get as much as you can and just leave a little in your checking account and look at your checking account as a petty cash fund. And, and the idea is uh, you're trying to pay your bills out of the HELOC uh, with checks. Or, or can you do it electronically? Can you have pays done out of your checking account, out of your HELOC as well? Yeah, you sure can. Again, the great thing about technology. So, you know, if you, you can continue doing what you're doing today from an electronic payment standpoint. If you've got auto withdrawals, auto payments, you can maintain those. You just got to make sure that you've got enough in the in the line of credit to um, to uh, transfer enough from the line of credit to the checking account to cover that auto withdrawal. But when it comes to bill pay day, you jump online, you take what you need, transfer it over to your checking account, do your e-bill pays, write checks you need, and away you go. Okay, so you're not actually writing checks on the HELOC itself. You're transferring money from the HELOC back to your checking account to cover your bills. Yeah, but if you can go either way. But we just feel that the use of technology make it efficient. You know, I've got lots of customers that they're old school that uh, you know they're so used to writing checks they just they just feel better doing it, which is okay. Just as long as they just you know they they keep all that money against their outstanding balance, they only pay bills when they need to and transfer the money when it's needed. So there are no fees for the HELOC for either taking money out or writing checks or having money go in and out, there are no fees that are going to slow things up. And with a credit card, if you write a check, a convenience check, they might hit you with a, a 5% advance you know, fee or some pretty major fee. That That is not happening with HELOCs is what you're saying. Uh, correct. At this stage of the game, you know, in, in writing a, an advance check on a credit card, yeah, there might be, a, there's generally a fee, plus the repayment terms are a whole lot different. The rate's going to be different and the payments you do send in again they're going to control where that money is being applied and they'll generally apply it to the, the balance with the lowest rate and cash advances generally have the highest rate and those will sit there forever so that's one thing you, you definitely never want to do now when it comes to fees on HELOCs uh, the majority of banks out there they 
They do not charge fees to get into the loan, which is a beautiful thing. And they're generally not charging for transactions and and uh, monthly usage. They generally have a yearly service fee, uh, anywhere from fifty to seventy-five dollars, but that's pennies in the whole scheme of things. And what kind of interest rates should people expect to get on HELOCs these days? That varies greatly as well, depending on the bank, their their business model, their profitability models, etc. It's uh, it's quite it's ways across the board. It also comes down to loan-to-value, how much you're borrowing compared to what your home's worth. Obviously, the lower loan-to-value, i.e. 80% or less, you're going to see prime plus zero, prime being at 3.25% right now, to prime plus, I've seen it as high as two. And the higher loan-to-value, if you go over 80%, if you can still get that line of credit, you might see prime plus 1.5 to prime plus 3 so it really comes down to, you do have to do your shopping. Do, do the deals sure exist anymore with uh, below prime, or a quarter or a half point below prime? I have not seen a prime minus margin for several, several months. However, you can't help yourself again that if you're doing business with a bank that you're getting your HELOC from, a lot of times if you open a checking account from them, they will give you a, maybe a quarter to a half percent break on the rate. But the poor banks, they're offering, they're, they're cutting their own throat on that, thinking that, okay, we're going to get all your, your deposits in your checking account. Unbeknownst to them, under this strategy, you're getting the break, and they're not going to get access to any of your money. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't tell them. <laughs> so, okay, so today interest rates are very low. You get three and a quarter, maybe if it's a little over prime, you know, four, four and a half, something like that, a very low rate. But one concern people would constantly have with a strategy is, what if rates go up and People are concerned about the budget deficit and inflation, all kinds of reasons why interest rates would go up. Uh, why would this would not the strategy backfire on you if rates start going up dramatically? Good question. And we get it all again. Rate, the rate issue is our number one objection, the biggest fear. So, again, we need to pull back the layers and do some analysis. We all know rates can't get any lower, can they, Jordan? Probably not. <laughs> In fact, I think I heard you say on one of your shows, here recently. Folks, the good old days are right now. Right. These are the good old days, right? These are the good old days. Rates are good and low. Now, so knowing that they're at the lowest level they can possibly get, they're going to go up. We can all agree to that. We just don't know how much and how quickly. So we need to analyze what what is the prime rate. You know, the prime rate is part of the discount rate and the Fed funds rate. They all work in unison. Prime rate is simply the, the consumer's end of the, the end of the game. So the Fed rate and the discount rate, they, they adjust these rates to control and manipulate the economy, slow it down or speed it up. Obviously, we're in a speed-up mode at these low rates to get things, you know, to keep things moving. So when rates do start to pop up, if, if, if Bernanke came out today and said, the next move, we're going to raise it 0.5%, half a percentage point, bring it up to 375 that will throw shockwaves through this economy, and it will start slowing things down dramatically. That will instill fear that nobody wants to deal with. So they can't come out and just start banging the rate up to, to satisfy their own needs. That would be like slamming the brakes on, on wet pavement 10 feet in front of the stop sign at 75 miles an hour. There's no way you're going to make it. So when the rates do come up, 
we're expecting and forecasting that they're going to be small increments. So as long as the numbers work for somebody in this program and they're driving that balance down, rate is far less of an issue. Let me let me throw something some numbers at you that are pretty easy to understand that dispel some of this fear. If you had a, an outstanding balance of $100,000 and the rate went up 0.25%, a quarter of a percent, the, the monthly increase in interest cost to you is $20.83. Now, if you were operating the program for three, four, six months, however long, and you've reduced your monthly interest cost by $100. Well, if the rate goes up, you know, a quarter percent, and you've got $20.83 that you've got to, you know, inter- increase your interest cost, you're still up over 75 bucks uh, a month in interest cost. Does the $20.83 scare you? If you're already up 75 it's not that scary of a thing as long as you understand the math and and know that the, the balance is far more important than the interest rate. As long as you get that balance down, you're in good shape. And that's why so many ARM loans that, that adjusted and put people in such trouble, it wasn't so much the rates. It was that after three to five years of making payments, they still owed 95% of what they borrowed. So the, the, rate, the new rate and the new payment is determined on, on practically what you borrowed three, four years ago. So your, your new payment's almost based on starting over. Yeah, that, you're not making progress on the principle. As I like to put it, a lot of people are concentrating on rate and payment, but the real thing they should be asking the bank is how fast do I pay off my principal, and they tend not to think about that very much. Precisely. But it's pay off principle, but let me maintain freedom, control, and authority over my money. I don't want to give it to you. You're just going to screw it up again. <laughs> Make sure I have access to my money. All right, we're going to go to a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Bill Westrom, who's the president of the IFS Development Group. Uh, again, the website to find out more about what he's offering people is www.truthinequity.com. We'll be back after this. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. 
You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Bill Westrom, who's the president of the IFS Development Group. Welcome back to the show, Bill. Thank you, Jordan. Why don't you just tell us a story or two of somebody uh, who's gone through this system and you know how they started off maybe skeptical and, and uh, what kind of a difference this has made in their life so far. Oh, God, I've got so many. Um, one of my favorite customers and favorite stories to tell is a guy that's uh, – uh, up in, in New York, and he's got, uh, he had a mortgage on his home. He had some credit card debt that he had accumulated by rehabbing a, an apartment, a rental apartment he's got in the city. And he had uh, a couple of car payments. And he was spending approximately $3,200 a month just to service all these debts. He had plenty of equity to roll in. Uh, a couple credit cards, and a second mortgage that he had on his, his rental property. So we rolled all those together, and the monthly requirement for him to service the same amount of debt dropped to 750 bucks. So we gave him a huge, huge in, increase in his cash flow just by restructuring that debt under one umbrella with one rate environment. And he was on, based on his income and his expense level, etc., he was on pace be paid off in six years and nine months and I see his activity every every month and he's just flying along now what's even better for that more important he realized the the, the possibilities of harvesting that equity into investment vehicles and so right now he's in uh, harvesting uh, approximately $7,500 every six months, and he's investing it into an investment vehicle that he deemed worthy. And so he's building his retirement and his financial future by at the same time accelerating the payoff. And with these withdrawals for his investment, he moved his payoff to nine years and three months. When we first started talking, he was two years into a 30-year mortgage. So you're saying after nine years, he will have paid off the home equity line of credit completely, but have built up a substantial nest egg at the same time. Substantial nest egg. And I believe the nest egg that he got into, I believe it was a uh, universal uh, index life program Mm -hmm. to where the funds that he'll draw off of that at retirement are tax-free. So you're borrowing at at three and a quarter percent or prime or something like that investing it in something that's going to give you a higher rate of return than that, and you're getting tax deductions on the interest you're paying, the 3.5% interest or so, and you're getting tax-free growth on the harvesting of the equity. So that makes a big difference in your long-term retirement at Estag yep. compared and to one, just paying on the mortgage is what you're saying. Yep. And one other thing that he did, you know, because he was contributing the maximum he could to his 401k, which was obviously not performing very well. So what he decided to do after we looked at some of the numbers, that he reduced the the contribution to his 401k. He didn't eliminate it altogether. He just took it down as far as he could, and that extra money that that's coming back through his paycheck is going into the line, helping the acceleration being used, harvested out, if you will, you know, at the same time to 
uh, get into an investment that he doesn't have to watch fall, like his 401k. So it can only go up and not down, is what you're saying. Yeah, very, very, very powerful. So a huge difference in his life in a case like that, you're saying. Why don't you just give us another example in the limited time we have left? Okay, gotcha. Um, got some customers up in uh, Indiana. And believe it or not, Jordan, I uh, introduced this guy to this tra- uh, the strategy on a plane. We were seatmates. And I, I ran the numbers for him on a napkin. And he had a 15-year mortgage. He's about three years into it. He and his wife uh, made pretty good income. They're, they're both worked for uh, 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 elderly folks' homes. And they're doing very well. But they had about 12 years left. They had a couple cars they were paying on. And I put the numbers together for him, and it showed a four-and-a-half-year payoff. And, of course, I keep in contact with him. And about a year into it, he's been doing it now about three years. And a year into it, he and his wife decided, after seeing how this thing was operating, that she was going to take a year sabbatical to spend time with her family and her grandkids, which meant they took away their income, her income, for 12 months. And they looked at the numbers. They talked talk to me about it first, and she took a sabbatical for a year and spent it with her family. Now, the reduction in income, it did, it did slow the acceleration process back, or slowed it down a little bit. It pushed it out to about six and a quarter years, but she took her year off and enjoyed her family, and they never, ever could have done this without implementing this program and having the freedom, the control, and the authority to do it. You were saying that this can also work with credit cards, not only home equity lines of credit. Briefly explain how that might work, this whole acceleration system using credit cards. Well, it can work with credit cards because credit cards are a revolving line, and that's the key. You need the revolving door. So, you know, you've got an outstanding debt, your interest is based on how much, you know, the, the balance, the average daily balance of that debt. So if you can push your credit card debt down um, and reduce interest costs and let the surplus accelerate the payoff, it works just the same as it does in a home equity line of credit. However, credit cards are a bit trickier. You've got to be real careful to not put too much of your income in there and be required to take a cash advance. Because, again, we were talking about this earlier. You know, the interests that you're paying on a cash advance is a lot different than just normal purchases, how your income, how, you know, deposits are applied. So it's, it's a little trickier. Uh, except uh, on the other side of the unsecured credit accounts, banks are still offering unsecured lines of credit, which is nothing more than a revolving line of credit. It's just not secured by a home or anything else. So then you don't have those cash advance problems. Now, the interest rates are... A little, they're definitely higher than a home equity line of credit, lower than a uh, what credit cards are these days. But you can also use an unsecured line of credit to implement the strategy and eliminate whatever debt you want to roll into it. You can accelerate the payoff very quickly. In the minute or so we have left, if people implemented this strategy, the so-called mortgage equity acceleration strategy, more broadly, what kind of impact would it have on the state the economy is in today? Oh, it would. We 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 fantasize about those numbers all the time, and we're actually putting together spreadsheets, and we're trying to talk to some uh, economists to help us put big time figures together. But if you just think about the trillions of dollars that are come coming into deposits, and the 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 magnitude of trillions going back out in interest costs 
from an economies of scale, if you could t- switch, turn the tides, uh, we firmly believe that the financial landscape of this country would change forever. From generation to generation, it would pull this country out of the red in a fraction of time than what could be possible now. I mean, I think we all look at the, the current red ink of this country and don't see any hope in sight. But I think if we firmly believe if, if we all started getting stronger at the consumer level, because that's where the weakness is. We're the ones that feed the machine, and we're the weakest, has, the weakest point of the whole process. Strengthen the, the base of the, the pyramid again, make it wide and broad, and this, this country will be a whole different picture in another generation or two. Terrific. Well, thanks so much, Bill. This has really been fascinating. Again, if you want to find out more about uh, the whole mortgage equity acceleration system that Bill and his company offer, uh, the website is truthinequity.com. Thanks so much for being a great uh, guest on the show, Bill. Thank you very much, Jordan. I appreciate it. Thank you, and we'll be back again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.